0: Leaving my job at Microsoft felt impossible for me, but I did. Starting my own business was just a dream, which came true. When I look back, even I can't believe some of the goals I have accomplished. But did I just get lucky? Or was it some other factor that helped me pursue my impossible goals? The clue might be in this idea that work and life are not two separate boxes. Join me in conversation with Robert M. on Achieving Impossible Goals, in part three of this series about leaving our 9 to 5 behind. This is a recording of our live event, and I'll come back at the end to share my biggest aha moment from this conversation, which I actually missed noticing in the live event and only caught it when I listened to it again in recording. Alright folks, enjoy and power on. Welcome to the Power On Show, where we talk Power BI and beyond, sometimes way beyond. But our goal is always to help you create a successful Power BI career and a life of freedom. I'm your host, Avi Singh. Uh, all right, folks. So folks who are watching live, uh, welcome. Folks who are watching the replay. Well, hello to you as well. And, uh, today we have an interesting topic. This is actually part three in our series. Hopefully you've joined us for the first two, where we explored, um, I talked about leaving my job at Microsoft and Robert talked about leaving his nine to five. And, uh, in the second one, we talked about our life since then, but there's an, there's a thread underneath which we wanted to explore about this idea of achieving impossible goals. Now, of course, when I look back, um, yeah, I mean, leaving my job at Microsoft seemed an impossibility at one point. I mean, if somebody would have asked me, is like, are you going to leave your job? I'm like, no, no way. I can't. I just can't. You don't understand. I, I can't leave my job because of this and because of that. Right. So that was me. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, <laughs> when I left my job, and of course, my advice always is, uh, Robert has heard me say, is like, don't do what I did, because I did it one of the most <laughs> stupid ways. To up and quit my job and then i really struggle so at that point somebody would have asked me that hey are you going to be successful in your business i'm like no you don't understand this is so hard and uh here i am but of course the question is that did i did i just get lucky did we just get lucky in creating the life that we have and because some, some people do i mean you, you look at some people and they're all about talking about hard work but yeah i mean what about the other 100 people who put in same amount of hard work but didn't get there and so i think it's not luck i don't think it's hard work i don't think we we, you know we worked the longest hardest i think it's something else and that's what we want to explore today and the way we're going to do it may be surprising to you because we're going to start on the personal side i know the life that i lived uh, for 15 plus years while holding down a corporate job was that work and life are two separate boxes. And I don't think it works that way. And uh, it's really work and life, they're blended together. One aspect can help you in another. So we're going to talk about, start talking about some, which would seem like personal goals, but are they? Or even if they are, how do they impact us in work? What do they make Possible for us? What did they unlock for us? How did they lead to the things that I talked about uh, in my professional uh, realm, which seemed impossible? So let's start there. And uh, so I'll share my story little, uh, really quick. But um, uh, I definitely want to hear from Robert after that. So my personal story of an impossible goal is where I, I. In October 2019, I started hiking, and I felt that I was a novice hiker, and yeah, I didn't know, and I was just starting out. But as I hiked more, I know I kind of liked it, and then this idea came in my head of hiking 100,000 feet in elevation gain. Now, hmm. the first time I thought about it, <laughs> I think you know the number is just like a nice round figure, but it it, it definitely seemed impossible. Because there I was struggling, like hikes that I would go to, they would be like 1,000 1,200 feet. And that was hard. So thinking about stacking those up so I can hike 100,000 feet in a year, it's just like, no, no way. So I brushed it aside. And I brushed it aside again and again and again. I just dismissed that goal. Wouldn't even admit to myself. But things did change and in 2020 2020 was the first time I hiked 100,000. And it's like, I did it. And then I did it in 2021 again. And now in 2022, (laughs) it always comes close, by the way, right. So I have hiked um, 82,000 some feet this year. So I got I got work to do. But I'm confident that I'll hit it. Right. But of course, the key question is that what is doing that, uh, what did that unlock for me in the professional realm? How, how did it change me in my business? What was impossible in my business earlier or in my work life became possible for me? That's the big question. So we're going to come back to that, but I want to go to Robert. So Robert's impossible goal on the personal side was uh, hiking Mount Kenya. Uh so Robert let's start right at the beginning. And yeah. uh yeah I want to like how did you first think about that? Like do you remember when the f- idea first crossed your mind?
1: Well um I, I grew up um at the base of Mount Kenya in a small town called Nanyuki. Mm-hmm. And hiking Mount Kenya was was beyond <laughs> beyond me. It was always something this big thing reserved for the tourists and uh, uh i don't know if i've ever mentioned this to you in in my tradition we call the mountain which means where god resides oh, so it wow. was it was always this thing that where nobody would, would go um then so so the idea has has you know it has always been an impossible thing but on 2020 during the covid period um i love traveling but at that particular time i could not travel so uh, I think we were at work um, and uh, with a bunch of friends, we are like, now that we can't travel, but we can't hike the mountain. There's something pretty exciting and it's just, uh, and that's how an idea at work in the evening uh, led wow. up to some very interesting adventure and it had a huge impact in my life. Oh man, that
0: is unbelievable. And, and I've kind of heard a bit of this from you, but what you said just hit it home of how we can't see something that is really close to us. We can't see it, we can't see it. And of course, we have talked about it in a different context, how we don't realize our own gifts because they come too easy for us. I'm like, oh, that thing? Oh yeah, I just do this and do this. I'm like, no, you don't know, you don't realize, it's awesome. And of course, so for you, Mount Kenya was right there. You grew up in the foothills. So of course I've been to your town and yeah, I mean, you look around it's like, yep, there's the mountain, <laughs> right? It's 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 yeah. great, It's but, but again, it was just not in the consciousness. And I know I had joked with you earlier about how uh, a lot of New Yorkers they've never been to the Statue of Liberty, uh, but it's yeah, not quite yeah. the same thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, going to the Statue of Liberty is not like hiking on Mount Kenya. I mean, Mount Kenya is a serious endeavor, <laughs> as I later found out. So, um, so yeah, man, that's interesting that you spent all your life at the base of the mountain, but just excluded yourself from it's like, oh yeah, I mean, that that's not for me. Like, it didn't even cross your mind. So. Um, once you got the idea though that uh, and, and it seemed like you were talking to friends and stuff which is good um was there were there fears and doubts what was going inside your head where's some back chatter you know like sometimes a part <laughs> of us is pulled towards it's like oh my god yeah what if i could leave my job and start my business and the other part is like oh my god that's such good that's so stupid you're, you're not equipped you're not ready da, da da. don't do this bad idea right so there's
1: there are two things going on was there a bit of that going yeah. on for you Oh, there was a lot of that. I think I kind of over-researched, and um, we were organizing the hike with, with, with uh, a colleague of mine called William, and I binge-watched everything I could on, on hiking mountains. I, I, I particularly liked watching, uh, you know, the hikes on Mount Everest, and that stuff is Scary. Mm-hmm. scary so i watched quite a bit of that and um we had organized with friends we had told the company and and our colleagues that we're hiking and you know like a week to the hike i started having second doubts basically i started having doubts and um Mm -hmm. i walked to william and told him by the things that i have researched i think out of the 16 members who who are going to like probably only two or three of us are going to make it to top because i was full of doubts and 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 did you put yourself (laughs) in the two or three or or no 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 i didn't i didn't but but of course and i'll later speak about about this there was a lot of labeling and a lot of a lot of saying who i think will do it and who will not do it Uh, yes a lot of doubts and uh, we were just going to do it attempt see if we could make it and learn from it but there are a lot of
0: uh-huh. doubts wow um it, it, yeah that's interesting but but um uh so part of it was that you were not gonna make it I, I wonder so sometimes you know like fear is a weird thing because it shows up in weird ways uh like sometimes we have that fear and then so fear is a very really primal emotion right it, it it occurs in the lizard brain and that part of the brain does not yeah. have capacity for words so what happens is that then we try to make sense of it and of course there's a basic thing about um belief that oh if i'm feeling fear in this direction that i shouldn't go in that direction now of course that's that's not a right belief because um yeah i mean Fear is not something necessarily to be avoided, neither is pain, right? So yeah, they can be good, we just have to understand the context. But fear, since that part doesn't have language, it um, um, the language comes later. So the logical part then steps in and puts in a layer of logic. And that's often even disconnected from the actual fear. So the actual fear may be that I'll I'll fail and look foolish right? so. Thinking about leaving my job at Microsoft, like like I look foolish in yeah. front of my friends, yeah. family, da da da. Let my kids down, something like that. But then the logical part would say, um, "Oh, but uh, you know, I'm I'm expecting a promotion next year, and that will give me a three percent raise. So maybe you know something like that. So it'll it'll talk you out of it." Um, do you remember how it was coming up? Like what was what was that telling you, or? or, or what was the undercurrent? Like, what was the real fear that what's gonna happen? What, what was the worst case scenario in your mind?
1: Oh, yeah, so um, um, I, guess, I guess for me, um, the worst case scenario would be, well, of course, there are serious concerns about health. Maybe somebody yeah. would have serious uh, uh, altitude sickness. Um, also, it would be just failing not nobody getting to the top of the mountain uh, 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 the way we spoke about it and and the way we have always wanted to be but now this excitement of wanting to be on top of the mountain so basically the fear of like failing and and yeah yeah was was quite quite on top of our heads and of course the health factor so those are the things we are actually juggling with were you concerned that you're going to be blamed? <laughs> and
0: like, yes, others were like, Robert, yes, like... <laughs> you dragged me here.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, like, I knew uh, I was taking a lot of people. You know, we were not a very active lot. I am uh-huh. concerned, like, up in the mountain, people will start regretting. Oh, uh, uh-huh. in case anything happened, uh, the idea was mine and all that. So yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it was, yeah. yeah, it can get a bit yeah. tricky
0: man that's that's really interesting like for me yeah uh great 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 uh so cool so tell us about the experience like how did it turn
1: out um so there, there are two parts of of the experience so there is the mountain and there are the things that you learn on the mountain uh the mountain is beautiful um um i haven't been to a lot of high mountains but this particular one, up close, is very beautiful. But but there were uh, a lot of other things I learned, uh, from teamwork, uh, leadership, um, to, to yeah, impossible goals and how you view things that you thought were, were were impossible. Because I think even going up the mountain, the challenge became real. The things that we actually feared, uh, would we be mm. able to... Um, you're the extreme temperatures and the cold and those things actually became legitimate fears now you could feel the cold you could feel your legs giving up on you and now oh, you are, you're not you're not you're no longer imagining it now you your whole body giving up on you
0: oh boy okay tell, tell me more tell me more about kind of what you experienced and maybe what you saw others
1: experience Um, so, so one, there are a few things that were uh, actually touched my heart and that has to do with, so porters are the people that help you carry your luggage Mm -hmm. and, um, you have the guides. So in mostly you don't interact much with the porters. You'll give them, uh, your luggage and in most Mm -hmm. cases, they even go ahead of you just carrying your luggage and then you'll find them they've set up camp some of they might have prepare a meal for you so that when you reach you have something to eat yeah. so so these are you uh, are doing.
0: these are uh h- hired help right folks you've hired them yes to yes, them on yes journey orders yes, carrier yes, stuff yeah. and all that and and guide okay all right all right Yes. so
1: we, we we had hired them to kind of help us with the luggage and um so uh basically we we, we were hiking the mountain in uh so the first day we, we would go we'll begin and then in the evening we have a camp then the potters will remain on the camp, then early in the morning, we'll summit, we are very close to, to, to the peak of the mountain, then come back to the base camp and, uh, and start our trek back home. So the potters mainly are not supposed to go up to, to the summit because you don't take the luggage up uh, up to the, to the peak of the mountain. But yeah. in this particular event, after having seen how some of us struggled on the first day, a lot of them volunteered to kind of assist us on, on, yeah. on the peak, which they totally, we had not paid for that. We had not yeah. um, we had not asked them to do it. They just saw a need, and they flew in those shoes. They saw, you know, you don't step up, half of these people who have come to experience the mountain and want to summit the mountain would make it. And I can tell you for certain that if the porters are not involved, a lot of us would not have summited um a, a big bunch would not have done it so what happened mm-hmm. was uh early morning we woke up we started um around 2 a.m in the morning and we started the the hike it's che- it's pitch dark and you can barely see where you're going of course we have head touches mm-hmm. and um the porters held anybody who was um was overwhelmed by the hike they grabbed us by the hand and we followed their every step so that was uh, that was beautiful uh uh, well in a sense and also you know you can even see it in in a business perspective back then we could try to see how one well, as a team, in most cases, in a company, you would see people saying, you know, that is not that is not my job. And so it was pretty easy for them yeah. to say, my job is to bring luggage up to this camp. But those guys stepped up and volunteered to go up the mountain. Um, you know, they're they're not, um I don't want to generalize, but they're not highly trained or highly they are skilled at what they do, but they're not highly educated and and highly trained, but they are really good at what they do. Mm. And it was really nice to see the discipline and how they are eager to step, yeah. to fill in the shoes and, and to step up and to do you know, wow. something humane, what they think is right. Th- that was a good learning lesson for us, even uh, me being part of, of a team uh, yeah. as a company. We, we did have our customer service. Most of, of the people who joined us were in customer service. And that was really, really beautiful to see somebody choosing to do something which ordinarily or normally is not their responsibility. So yeah. that is one thing that uh, that we really learned uh, on the summit.
0: Man, that's unbelievable. And of course, I've heard parts of the story, but I loved, really loved what you said. It's right at the beginning where you said there are two parks. There is the mountain and there's the things you learn in the mountain. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a way to look at life, because now I'm looking at everything like my mountain to climb was um, uh, right in the professional world was leaving the job at Microsoft and setting up my own business. So there is a mountain. The mountain is there. But in a way, it's not even about the mountain. It's the things you learn on the mountain. That's been the biggest change for me. And yeah, man, so I love that part. I mean, we are so focused on the mountain. We're so focused on getting on the top like whatever money, promotion, uh, business, all of that stuff, right? But what about the things you learn on the mountain, man? That's incredible. Uh and 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 I can't agree with you more. Yeah, that yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you start looking and really seeing, and that's the thing, right? We don't we don't see their eyes, we see their brain. So your brain has to be open and receptive to that. There are, yep from very unlikely places, you're gonna find examples of inspiration in in learning again. And and yeah, what you said about Porter is, I mean, the story that you told is incredible. I mean, it shows teamwork, it shows leadership, shows selflessness. I mean, that's incredible. That is exactly the kind of, um, so, you know, um, uh, we talk about this thing where people have a to-do list, and it's like, oh, yeah, i got got to do this. And they have the annual goals and everything is like a version of to-do list, right? But what's more important in life, I think, is to have a to-be list. Ooh, and man, when you thats look at in the company of those kind of people, it's like, shit, that's who I want to be. That's going on my to-be yeah. list, right? When my fellow members are struggling, right? When I see somebody struggling, I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to shirk and say that, you know, that's not my job. No, if they're struggling and they're falling down, I'm going to reach down, give them my hand, pull them up and walk with them. That's going on my to be list. Right. So, yeah, man, that's that's such Ooh. an incredible story. Whew.
1: I'm, I'm talking, talking, stuff, talking, talking um, of to-be list. Um, I had. been we have already kind of discussed of people who we think are going to make it on the top. Oh yeah, yeah, so basically yeah, yeah, yeah. We is we mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically what we did, and, and it's pretty common in life, we had kind of labeled people. So we had kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in low tone said, uh, I think so and so is not going to make it at the top. I think so and so is not going to make it to the top. And, and yeah. I'm sure all that, and we were surprised. Of uh, of course, of the uh, of, uh, of the porters and, and the guy everybody, everybody, with the exception of one who was overwhelmed by, by, by sickness, made it to it. Um, uh, the was Mind blowing because um, initially we labelled them. We were like, "So and so is not going to, to to make it to the top." But uh, there is something about hiking together where that whole labelling dropped and there was a need there was this need for us to see everybody on the summit it's like i know it's an individual wow. goal to actually initially you only think about yourself you like make it on the summit mm. but on the mountain you know it kind of binds you together mm. and you want everybody to reach the summit wow. you you we, we could help each other's luggage we could encourage each other's others who are crying especially the girls yeah. <laughs> and we all wanted them to reach to the summit and um, it's interesting um, how easy it is to label people to say these so and so cannot do these. And we end up sometimes labeling ourselves. So that's was the thing wow. that we landed the mountain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I, I realized that we haven't actually talked about the mountain. So, so of course, you've heard <laughs> snippets of it from the story. You've heard Robert mention yes. that. And, guys, that's a real thing, right? <laughs> you know, so the mountain is 17,000 feet. And unless you do something like that, you don't realize what it means. You, you don't know what it means when there isn't enough oxygen and, and your body just, right? I mean, it's trying to react to it and how every step becomes a drag. So that's what we're talking about. So trust me, man, tears come, right? You know, yeah, grown, grown <laughs> people cry. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, But yeah, you're right about, just said about labeling others where, yeah, we say, oh yeah, this, this so-and-so is this and -and so-and-so is that so-and-so is going to make it and so forth. And, and, and yeah, we need to watch out for that. I mean, of course there's how we stereotype people. There's of course discussion of racism a lot that comes up and, and, and it starts, I feel with labeling. That's, that's what it is. So we need to be careful, but, uh, uh what you also touched upon is is i think which is far more important which is kind of labeling ourselves and for me that's the label that i started with i said oh i'm not a hiker i mean even the story of how i started hiking and and stuff it's a bizarre one because in in um so what happened is about um uh i don't know like september or somewhere um i was at a party and um uh, you know, just, yeah, I was, uh, yeah. And somebody said, Hey, so yeah, what do you do when you're not working? And I said, Oh, I, 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 I go hiking or something like that. I said, yeah. Oh, cool. What was the last hike you went on? Ooh. And I was like, uh. <laughs> you know, so I can remember. So, and sometimes that happens, especially I think as we age, you know, where you, we, we, you still have the, the younger, more vibrant version of yourself in your mind who's yes. doing these things, who, who looks slightly better, who doesn't have the gray hair, <laughs> you know? And then you, one day you look in the mirror, like really look in the mirror and you go, shit, what the f happened? You know, like, yeah, I mean, right. So you changed and and it was kind of one of those moments for me It's like, yeah, what happened? Like, I'm not really active. I think I'm hiking, but I rarely do. So, so now I felt like a novice. I mean, I wasn't hiking, so I felt like a beginner. And then I, um Uh, walk into uh, our community center, and they have groups for everything Mm -hmm. for poker, for bunko Yeah, Yeah, that like we're knitting, whatever, I mean, whatever you can think of, there's a group. So I was pretty sure that there was going to be a hiking group, and I would just join it. And they would help me to hike. So I walk in there and I say, Yep, you know, this is what I want to do. And they said, Oh, you don't have a hiking group, but you could start one and i'm like Ooh, wait a second what do you mean like i'm the beginner here right <laughs> so that's a label i was doing oh. i'm a novice i'm looking for help and you're saying i can start the group no 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 that's for the expert label right expert yes, beginner. yes. who knows who cares do you just find a mountain climate right but again i didn't know it then <laughs> right and man of course we're, we're 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 talking about kind of work and personal. And guys, there's no difference. There are no two boxes. You're not two people. Trust me, stop that, give up that illusion. And you're going to be a better person. Uh, You are in one thing as you're in another. And of course, when I think about my kind of business and professional life, it was the same thing. I had that label on me. It's like, no, 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 I can't start a business. So I grew up in India, where um, uh, there's a stark divide between business class and what's mm-hmm. called the service class and i don't think americans kind of get it uh maybe it is there in some way but uh not quite like in india in india it was very black and white uh, and we saw it early we saw it in school so all the service class kids like me our dads had government jobs <laughs> and our destiny was to be the same and again right i mean and, that's that's kind and of and did crazy. you guys
1: did you guys know, you know, did you guys expect you to follow the uh, the footsteps of your dad or, or how was it? Well,
0: that's the funny thing because nobody ever said to me, nobody ever said to me, hobby your dad has a government job. So that is your destiny. That is what you can do. That is the only thing you do. Nobody ever said that, but it was hard-coded inside of me. And there are so many things which happen like this because it's not somebody saying this to you. Frankly, if somebody even said it to me, that would have less meaning. It wouldn't stick. Yeah. As kids, you don't listen to most of it, I'll say anyway, right? (laughs) But it's those thousands of thousands of subliminal messages that are sent to you from your parents. Again, they're well-intentioned, right? Uh, uh, Like this insistence. Oh my God, the insistence that man, if you don't, you do good in your studies, you're going to struggle. You're going to be a disaster. Like my dad had this thing and, and, and I'll admit my brother got the worst of it <laughs> in India. Sometimes that happens like the elder brother, uh, or the elder sibling, like, yeah, they did have the worst of everything. Right. So, uh, uh so, uh, I, I didn't hear that saying that as much to me, maybe sometimes I did, but his thing was uh-huh. that if you, if you don't do good in studies, you're going to, Uh, You're gonna cut. You're gonna cut grass or mow lawns. And and in in Hindi, it sounds different because we don't have mowers. You actually have a sickle, and you cut grass with a sickle. So yeah, like grass You know, that's what he would say. So yeah, so yeah, so so, and again, you hear it once, twice, again. And this is just one example. So there's, there's thousands of these subliminal messages. The whole society, everything, every fabric is telling you who you are what you can and you cannot do label 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 is it any surprise that we're so messed up we're so effed up we don't know what we want right i mean you know so so yeah so there i was growing up in india like yeah and again like i mean nobody told me but i was like hey service class service class my dad's service class I better focus on studies i'm going to sit for an entrance exam hopefully get a government job Get in a good college get a government job right that's my destiny that's all you thought that's all you thought you could be uh and the business class students in school and they didn't care right and they're like hey uh, why do i need to focus on studies like i'm gonna take over my dad's business right yeah so, sure. yeah so they goofed off they bunked classes they flirted with girls and all that sort of stuff and we oh. were like, you know, books, 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 right? So we're like, oh, you can't <laughs> beat them. Yeah, don't do it. You couldn't even hang out with those people. Like if your parents oh. found out, would, oh, you were hanging out with a rabble again? Oh, no, no, no. You know, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he's, gonna, he's gonna like corrupt you or something. <laughs> yeah, right? So again, all of these things add up. And what that led to me was label. Oh, I'm a service class person. I'm gonna live and die in this job. I And there was yeah. no yeah. doubt in my mind. There was no doubt. But then, of course, things change, and I've talked about it in a bit of um, earlier session, so I wouldn't go in there. But but yeah, I think that that core thing that you say is that we label others, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I think the world would be a better place if we just suspended that labeling a little bit, right? I'm not I'm not even saying put a good label, right? I mean, let's say <laughs> you, you hate this person or hate a group of people, right? Or have some stereotype. Don't 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 put the good labels. No no no, I love them. No, you don't have to do that but just suspend yeah. the labels. Like, hmm, what if, you know, and, and of course, but the worst part, I think the saddest part, most heartbreaking one is the labels we wear on ourselves. Um, and of course we don't even realize, right? That's, that's the yeah. that's the heartbreaking part. We don't even realize that we have boxed ourselves in. The worst prison, the worst prison that y- you can be in is the one you build for yourself, right? I mean, yeah, others can jail us and stuff, but yeah, so forth. Um, Cool. All right, man. That's, uh, that's pretty fantastic. So let's bring it back to your kind of professional life. So what? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, like, I know what happened in your life next. You did (laughs) leave your nine to five. Yes. um, Yes. And I have this thing, this, this line in my head, which, which I say is that if you do one thing impossible, yeah, doesn't everything else become possible? Kind of does, right? Because you know you do one thing impossible, and like shit. I did that. Like, well, I also thought, yeah. So, what about the next thing? Um, you yeah. know, how did it play out? And maybe you didn't kind of notice it that way, but um, um, or, or or do you feel it played a part in the next steps that you yes. took? Tell me a bit about that. He,
1: yes, yes, in, in 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 two ways. So one way having. Having enjoyed, of course, I was I was always active, but I'd have to wait for um, maybe the end of the year where I would have long extended periods where I could take a vacation or go somewhere. Having gone to the mountain and it gives you a lot of time to think, <laughs> to think about your life choices, and to kind of really think about what you really want in life, and to be really enjoying with a lot of distractions of of you don't have internet and all that so one way or another i i wanted more of that i want to be able to go hiking more often i wanted to be able to go backpacking i love backpacking so maybe i did not know it but that gave that kind of did affect my decision um uh, the other thing is well going down from the mountain all parts or all, all joints all, all muscles are aching but the excitement the I, I think i was more inspired by the people i had lived people who i thought would not would not ever get to, to the summit and mm-hmm. i saw them yeah. summit and i was like a lot of things are possible uh, like there are things that we probably are limiting ourselves. And I did ask myself whether there are things or there are fears that I have that probably are not very valid. And one of them was leaving my nine to five. So mm. that did really have, those two elements kind of did give me a little bit of a push or some more courage to kind of, yeah, leave my nine to five.
0: Yeah. Man, I liked what you said because man, that's the truth. It's, it's sad what I wrote down here is that there's no time to think about what we want. And, and yeah, I mean, that was my life as well. I can't point fingers at others. I was right. I mean, we get so busy. So again, we were talking about this earlier when we were saying um, we can't see something that is too close to us. So we, we yeah. stay so close nose to the grindstone, right? I mean, crank, crank, crank. We're so focused on the jobs. We forget to think about our career. We're so focused on that to do list. We forget about what we really want, right? So. I, th- I think that's 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 needed. It's it's unfortunate because yeah, when I look back, yep, I didn't have any time to think about. And of course, um, if you if you're under stress, right, it's kind of like you. Then you take the easiest path. Yes. Uh, and the easiest path was just look around you, see what other people are doing, and that's all I thought. That was the extent of my uh, thought process around that. Right. I mean, look. the, oh, the guy, he got promoted. Oh, oh, oh I didn't get a promotion. Dang it. Right. Oh, I'm going to work harder. Right. So, so yeah, you make that your word, And I think that's, that's why this path isn't for everybody because this is harder. It's easier to just, yeah. you know, working hard is the easiest thing you can do. Trust me. Right. That's yeah. not only me, man. I, I, I listen to Gary V and all of these guys like, yep, that's the easy way out, buddy. That is the easy way out. Oh, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna work harder than everybody else. That's the easy way out. It takes a lot more courage to stop working hard and say, "Yeah, which way am I headed? Who who am I? Who do I wanna be? What kind of life do I wanna live, right? But uh, I'm not sure why, I'll have to think about this. Uh, At some level, I think I was afraid of facing that question. But yeah, for me, kind of over time, and it's kind of interesting how you said like about the hiking just gave you that opportunity uh, to think about that. Uh, that's beautiful. So not only did you leave your nine to five, you uh, <laughs> picked up your bags and you moved off
1: to an island, a pretty exotic yes. island from all yes. the stories I've heard. Yes.
0: Uh, t- tell me yes. a bit about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so um, uh, after that, after the hike, a few months later, Later, I-, I quit my nine to five and I was like, um, yeah, I still can't m- leave the country. Uh, I'm still in Kenya, but there are lots of places that I have never explored. And now so that you I'm working on because of I- COVID, is that-, is that right? Yes, because of COVID, because of COVID. Okay, okay. Yep. <laughs> yes, <so laughs> there are a lot of places I've-, I've actually never, as much as I always admire other countries and would like to travel, I like to travel backpacking in Africa. And uh, as much as I would have wanted to do that, there's so many places I had not visited locally in Kenya. So mm-hmm. I kind of did a little bit of research, and ooh, I came across this small island called Lamu, um, with a lot of rich history and culture. They don't have any vehicles; they only have an ambulance and a fire uh, and a fire engine. And, um They only have, like, one main street. They're still very narrow streets. It's like traveling back in time 700 years ago. And I was like, that's where I want to go. And that's where I went there, um, relocated there, and stayed there for around eight, nine months. And, yeah, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's incredible so of course my favorite part is that there are, there are donkeys roaming the street and, and not in a in a vagrant uh India style like an in India dogs uh, street dogs and be a nuisance I, I thought this was cute like you sent me some pictures and yeah these are like <laughs> cute mostly good
1: looking clean donkeys <laughs> the ones I saw and they and they looked like they belonged on the street isn't it right <laughs> yes, yes. Like they, they kind of know they belong in the streets. They are like the, the the mode of transport. They are pretty chilled. People love them. They even hold donkey races every year. So yeah, uh, the donkeys are pretty chilled. They they, they are at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, it, it's an island, so it's next to the sea. So you spend some time on the yes. beach, and you yes. started to learn swimming there too, right?
1: Yes, yes. So I had lots of time. There is a nice beach called Share the Beach, and um, I had an opportunity to start. I did not know how to swim. Uh, uh, so uh, the beach is nice, and it's, it's clean, and it doesn't have a lot of people. So I would, um, in most afternoons or every other day, go and, and uh, go swimming. Oh,
0: that's incredible, man. Hey, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was incredible. Uh, so folks- um, Thank you. So on my end, um, so of course uh, the the journey that we if you have talked about earlier, like leaving Microsoft, I wish I had something much earlier, maybe 10 years ago, or maybe even at the start of my career, something like the Mount Kenya experience that Robert talked about, and that would have helped me see things differently. But well, that wasn't the case for me. And uh, uh, leaving Microsoft, I call myself the accidental entrepreneur. It was just a series of one accident after the other. And it wasn't intentional as, as as Robert's story is talking about. For me, it was a series of accident after the other. And here I was like running my own business. I'm like, Whoa, what happened? Uh, and of course, I found out later on that shit, I mean, you don't need a halo on your head or wings on your back to run a business. You know, anybody could run that. And of course, my earliest story of putting a label on me is like, oh service class kid i gotta have a government job or something like my dad it, yeah i mean you you have i've seen all kinds of business people um and yep yeah i mean a, and for one uh, a, a big disappointment is that um so robert you and i talk about education systems quite a bit that i met a lot yeah. of people who were labeled stamped as failures in school and who have set up really successful businesses making good amount of money but also creating this life of freedom for themselves and helping others can't get better than that right i mean those three yeah and and again when they talk about their school experience like you know they were labeled a failure oh my math teacher said this to me this teacher said this to me oh you're never gonna be this guy you're gonna be a janitor something like that i've heard uh, so many of those and that's unfortunate because none of that is true i mean you don't know what you're capable of. And, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, 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 and it's, it's definitely unless you go exploring or you can choose to stay in that prison, the worst prison, the one you make for yourself where you put a label on yourself and you limit yourself. Um, so I was lucky to get out of that. Now, of course, my hundred thousand feet hiking experience, what that led me to was to set up, gave me the courage, to finally set up the power bi consultant program because before that i was just like oh who am i to be teaching others how to become a consultant like i'm this small time guy working out of my bedroom <laughs> you know and they are like, these big consulting firms they're the ones who should teach but man i feel now now i know that i feel i have something which is rare so i talk about the the real one percent You know, so in U.S., there was this big commotion at one point about the 1%, uh, the the top 1% richest people and how they control a lot of richness. I don't know about that, but, man, the life that I live, the kind of life that I live, I mean, I spend at least two months in India every year close to my parents. I goof off with my kids. I go skiing with my daughter. I go to gym with her twice a week. I uh, go hiking on a weekday. So on Sunday, I, I look at the weather and I say, oh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which day is the best weather, go hiking on a week. How many people have lives like that? I think probably less than 1%. And I say yeah, that is sure. the real 1%. That's the 1% that I really wanna be part of. Uh, for all I know, the, 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 the top 1% richest people they're miserable as hell i don't know <laughs> you know frankly money definitely doesn't buy happiness i mean if somebody hasn't realized that already oh well you're gonna realize it one day uh so yeah so i would rather have this uh but at that point i was so full of fear i had this idea i felt this pull in me that man i mean i've created this life i, I wanted to help others i wanted to wake them up i wanted to wake those up who are stuck in the same you know kind of cog in a machine kind of life that i was for 15 plus years and i'm like man if i could just have one of them if i could just liberate one of them that'd be so cool yeah but again my fear would kick in i was like no no no. who are you to be teaching this you're not an expert yeah i mean they're, they're let others do this obviously you're going to make a fool of yourself you're going to fail you're going to embarrass yourself are people going to throw bricks and stones all of this stuff <laughs> all of this garbage but uh again you do one impossible thing and in a way, everything else becomes possible. So that was, of course, a few years ago. And now we've had, of course, um, run this program for many years. We have pretty incredible stories, incredible people that I've met and changed their lives too. All right, folks. Hey, uh, thank you so much for listening, for joining us on uh, our first LinkedIn Live. And Robert, thank you so much for sharing your stories, sharing a part of your life. Thank you, Avi, for, for having me. All right, take care folks, we'll talk soon. Hey folks, Avi here, back to share my biggest aha moment, and I totally missed it in the live event. But when I heard in the recording, I loved this moment. And the one that I'm talking about is where Robert talks about a transition that happened as they were going on the mountain and the transition happened from the self to the group. And he talked about how initially he was very focused on, am I going to make it, am I going to make it out of the mountain and all the focus was in a way selfish, in a way only on himself. But of course he talks about how gradually this focus shifted on the group and it was less important, the focus wasn't on, am I gonna make it, but we, uh, he wanted everybody in the group to make it. And, and of course, that was the whole energy of the group where everybody was supporting each other and trying to make sure that they progress and they do this together. Now, I love that part because of course, that is the core principle in the groups and communities that I've formed as well. Of course, the main one being uh, our Power uh, BI consultant program or Pro Plus, as we like to call it. It's a small community, and we always have this idea of what we talk about independent but not alone, right? We talk about that, and we also talk about collaboration before competition. So, uh, independent but not alone. So, we are all pursuing a life of freedom, right? We want to lead, lead our lives on our own terms, and that's very important. But I think I made this mistake when I started because I felt like that life of independence means that you're by yourself, but that's not true. We don't work well that way. We need support, we need encouragement, we need people we can interact with, learn from, and and, and support each other in the journey. And of course, I feel lucky that that's the kind of members that we have attracted and created in a program. So, uh, and, and again, the term that we use, collaboration before competition, uh, because I believe that's how uh, we get further and closer to our goals. So, I love that part where Robert talked about the same thing happening in his experience on that uh, <laughs> hike to Mount Kenya. This is The Power On Show. Carl Taladua is our executive editor. I'm your host, Avi Singh saying goodbye, and as always, Baueran.